And because we're uncontrollably laughing, this is our featured presentation. The entertainment podcast for movie lovers by movie lovers. Follow us on Twitter at Our Presentation. I'm Luke. Uh, with me is our resident movie buff, our go-to expert in movie news, and one who eats the whole pineapple. That's true. The, the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. <laughs> I am a, I'm Mr. Lover. Caleb Michael yeah, Miller. That is me. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Uh, pineapples are good. They, they are. Pineapple pizza? I, I am one for pineapple pizza. Mm. Are you? Daniel? Yeah. Okay, good. Pineapples and the ham? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. On my right-hand side, which shouldn't matter because this is an audio podcast, his name's Daniel. Daniel, uh, how are you? My name's Daniel. I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. And that's good, man. Good good for you. Good, man. One, one day good at a time. Man. Good, man. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, Daniel asked us a question. Uh, Daniel, what was that? Best movie soundtrack. So not necessarily the score of a movie, like from a composer, but the soundtrack mm-hmm. from, let's say, songs from okay. like pop songs, let's say. Very good question. Don't so, let that go to your head. I would like to hear your answer of it, Daniel, because I've thought about this a little bit. I actually had my answer last week when you asked it, mm-hmm. because I... Just like that, I thought of it. So yeah, so, I, I thought of a few as well. Uh, my <laughs> answer is probably not a movie buff answer, but That's as right. like a let's say a '90s kid answer. Okay. Oh, all right. Space Jam. Space Jam. That's Space Jam. Really oh, interesting. I believe I can fly. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Space Jam. Space yeah, Jam. Jam to the dance of this. I just thought of that like that's that's not a snooty you know no. movie buff no. No, sort no. of answer, no. but oh man, Space Jam. We, oh my God. So back when we we were in Denver visiting cousins, I was like yeah. what seven or so. I don't know if you remember this. But I do very vividly. We, we had a Space Jam dance party where we had the soundtrack uh-huh. and the CD playing in the CD player, and we would right. charge kids like five dollars to come dance with us. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 I'm not sure I remember that. Yes, wait, wait, yes. so wait, wait, wait. So I was with you. You got me onto a train to your childhood, and then you told me that you had to charge people to dance yeah. with you. Five dollars. Five dollars. Da- so who were they dancing with? You, uh, me, and my cousins. Yeah, it wasn't my idea to charge. I was like, oh no, we just invite people, and they're like, yeah, we could charge them five bucks. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, that's what you call business. <laughs> the one percent. <laughs> I was hanging out with the Monopoly man. Oh, so. uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> Luke, what's your answer? Uh, I actually wanted to see what Caleb thought. My answer, uh, the classic, The Breakfast Club. Mm, you have some yeah, killer right, things yeah. there. You have obviously the Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. Come yeah. on, that's mm. the opening song. That kind of sets the tone. I think it, as a whole, has a great soundtrack to it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think having "Don't You Forget About Me" becoming so iconic through that. Oh yeah, steps it up to another level. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to have someone else record the song. It wasn't the Simple Minds. They were mm. not the first choice to record it. Yeah, and at one point it was going to be a different song even. I believe so. Yeah, no, but it, mm. so you have that. You have that great song. You have, um, oh my God, yeah, when they're running through the halls, you know. Dun, 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 oh man! Dun. Oh, that's so good. So eighties. <laughs> so good. Great answer. <laughs> Great, Great answer. Oh, ah yeah. man, that's such good. Yeah, that one. I knew you were either going so to got... pick that or Pretty in Pink. Yeah, Pretty in Pink is good. No, I hadn't yeah. seen that one. Oh, good one. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but uh, Breakfast Club. Oh, and then you have um, when they're all dancing there, and by the you know when they're yeah. all together lined up on the bookcases oh. and stuff doing their dances, like classic. Talk about a great soundtrack from the eighties. Oh, honestly, because yeah. you're not using all these uh, hit eighties pop stars. You're using like these songs that still remind you of the eighties. But you're like, oh, I don't know who that is. You know, right? Exactly. That's very good one. Uh, I made a little list of some of the good ones. Please, uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. Haven't seen it. 
Really? Ooh. I know. That's I know. a cardinal sin. I know. Really? I know. I've not wow. seen Pulp Fiction. But yeah, that's a great. It has a great soundtrack. A lot of 60s, 70s stuff. Mm-hmm. It was pretty mm-hmm. much Tarantino just going, "Let me put some of my favorite <coughs> songs in a movie," and it ended up working. It was right. Really good. Um, Goodfellas also had a pretty good soundtrack. I don't remember anything from the soundtrack. Um, I think I'm funny. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> that seems the best. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, it. Yeah, Goodfellas <laughs> had a had a pretty had a pretty good soundtrack. Um, stood out as memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this one wasn't on my list, but um, The Graduate had Simon and Garfunkel did the soundtrack. Oh yeah, so yeah that yeah. was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Drive. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful soundtrack. That had a beautiful soundtrack. <sighs> that speaking of Drive, while oh. we're on this, not going to stay too long on this topic. Okay. But I recently read the script for the movie. Okay. Um, just. Give myself a little bit of homework. Mm-hmm. Read the drive script. Read nice. some of my favorite movie scripts, just to you know soak in the good scriptness. Um, Great. Yeah, but so I'm reading Drive, right? And some of the some of my favorite things from the movie are not in the script at all. Like the part where he's really. Um, uh, so when he goes in the drive and they're listening to um, Real Hero mm-hmm. by yeah. Electric Youth, that's not in the script at all. Like so that it, it originally oh, it ends in that parking lot. So they're at the shop and she's like, hey. Um, can you fix my car or whatever? And then um, the shop owner is like, hey, give him a ride. And originally it was just, he just took the kid around and she stayed at the shop. Oh, that one. Oh. Yeah. And she stays at the shop and he's like, all right. So they, and then him and they the kid. They at the end. Uh, no, 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 no. When they go like through the, yeah. the oh, LA sewers yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's like, you want to see something? But like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. None of that's in the script. I'm on the same page. Wow. None wow. of that's in the script. So originally it was, he was taking her kid. Um, just for a little drive around. That's when he's like, "What do you do?" And he's like, "I drive for the movies." And like they have that whole little conversation. Right. So some of my favorite parts, and then the part where he's um, uh, night call in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Where that's not in it. Yeah. Not in it. Wow. So the whole part of the montage of him driving through L.A. That's all the director. I'm. That's sure. one of my favorite parts. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. So some of my key wow. favorite parts, like what a great introduction to the character. So like it shows him like flipping off the light switch and all that stuff. Like that's yeah. none of that's in there. It goes from him doing the heist. To mm-hmm. right to him being in the parking lot of the studio film doing the um, stunts. Hmm. Wow. So literally just goes ding and like bang and then uh, fade in from black and he's like doing a car crash. And you're like, what? So like huh. great script, wow. but it really shows you how much. How much more storytelling there in, is in production and also in post. Absolutely. Editing, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. We should do a episode where we talk about how. Uh, Movies that have been changed mm-hmm. drastically in the edits. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of stuff to go in there. I've been thinking mm-hmm. about that a lot lately. For sure. Uh, one of the other ones I put on there, Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course. Mm-hmm. That of course. has a very, a very consistent, both of them, yeah. It made the soundtrack, I would say, a character mm-hmm. in the film. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Isn't that funny how um, in Guardians 1, um, the whole soundtrack stuff, that's all James Gunn. In the original draft, because he didn't write the first one, he mm-hmm. did, um, he rewrote some stuff, but originally it was two other, I believe one or two other writers that wrote yeah. the script and then James Gunn signed on as opposed to in the second one where he wrote it, directed it, all that stuff. Mm. Um, but so he came in and he was like, hmm, let me add this. And he added every soundtrack stuff. That's all him. So he really? Came, so so that, that like, whole part of the story was just James mm-hmm. Gunn's idea after it was a thing? Right. No. So spoiler alert, when she's like, you're my little star Lord and like all that stuff. And like, he listens to her soundtracks and mm-hmm. all these, all, all the music she loves and all that. That's not, that was not a part of his character. Wow. So that's like rewatching and being like, wait, wow. so like if he didn't, so it's like Star-Lord without the Walkman, which was Star-Lord in the comics. You yeah. never had a Walkman yeah. in the comics. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's really interesting to think about this stuff. But like, no, like Luke said, it makes him a whole, it's its its own character. It's um, especially like towards the end where it's Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Yeah. And like you can see mm. in like his mom making a mixtape for him. 
like yeah. Anna Mountain, I won't go. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I feel like that's probably an idea he had for a film yeah. just a while. Was Could you have. have this character that listens to this music that his parent left them? Yeah, um, and then he added that in. But what I put, although I think Breakfast Club is probably the best answer. Mm-hmm. Another good one, mm-hmm. Forrest Gump. Oh yeah, because the soundtrack yeah goes because it spans over several decades and it plays the music, right. be it mostly like the top hits, like the most right. popular yeah. stuff, uh, some overplayed stuff, but it it goes through and that helps tell the story and set the tone for where the characters are at. Yeah, for sure. Through the music, and that's a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. So while we're on the topic of music yeah. uh, in movies, I also mm-hmm. thought about Daft Punk. Oh, doing the Tron? soundtrack for Tron. Tron yeah. Legacy. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Speaking of underrated films, just in general, like Tron Legacy. I liked. I liked it, and it, I it wasn't the greatest ever. No. No. But, and I, probably my favorite part of that was the soundtrack. The aesthetic of the just the whole production design. So I mean, good. it was. A oh yeah, movie. it was. And the, I get it. Like, there's definitely faults of the movie, but like, it's mm-hmm. not as yeah. bad as people said it was. Yeah. For it's sure. one of those things where, oftentimes, sequels, they have a, there's sequels where it's a great continuation and mm-hmm. more spinning off from the original film. Mm-hmm. And then there's sequels where it's, Hey, you're a Tron fan, but it's been so long. Like technology's improved. Wouldn't you like to see this mm-hmm. versus here's mm-hmm. an amazing film, which if you look back though, the original Tron, I'm going to step on some toes here. It wasn't that great. I think at the time it was at, Oh, for the time yeah. it was, Oh, but you said aging, like age wise. Yeah. It's like, aging, oh, it hasn't aged. It, well. it, hasn't it aged didn't well. age. Oh, no, well. it, it I, hasn't. I like it. It's a gr- it's a great film, but mm. it didn't age well. And so I think mm. having that Jeff Bridges though, that's one of his first movies, I believe. Oh. And you're like, Whoa, that's Jeff Bridges. Like, oh, yeah, he's what? so young. You look back. Yeah. And, and uh, he was great in it. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. so good. So I think that, I think the biggest problem with Tron legacy is that there just wasn't enough Tron. <laughs> like he's probably like Rizzler, yeah. you know, or like whatever that was. And like some of the CGI was spotty, but I don't know. Have either of you seen the movie Hannah? No. Ooh, okay, that? so that's another. So it's I think Eric Bana. I think that's his yeah. name. He was in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So he's uh, like a covert operative, and he mm-hmm. trains this little girl. She's like ten. Uh. So she's not his daughter, but right. he raises her as a daughter. But okay. she's like trained as this assassin. Let's say. All right. Okay. Um, interesting movie, mm-hmm. but um, one of the biggest things that I didn't know mm-hmm. about, and you wouldn't get this from the advertising, was the Chemical Brothers did the soundtrack uh, yes. to that. Oh, really? And. Yeah, they did every single song, and it the music was one of the most stunning parts of that movie. Yeah, just how industrial and yeah, it was kind of like um little callback to a couple episodes back, but Treasure Planet. John Resnick from Goo Goo Dolls did the yeah. soundtrack for Treasure Planet. Yeah, so good. Yeah, that was one of the kinda that was like, one of the interesting things. I didn't know that. Kind of like Tarzan, where the characters aren't singing, mm-hmm. but like a person's yeah. over them. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that was uh, brought up last week also by Caleb was ah, yes. uh, there's a series on Netflix called Altered Carbon. Mm-hmm. just came out. We didn't really know much about it, but I it had been it. advertised no. on Netflix. So we decided to watch it. We all watched the first two episodes yep. just to kind of get our first impressions right. of it. And I'm going to kick it off to Caleb to start talking about uh, right. his um, thoughts. Yeah, I was going to try to watch the whole series in a week after asking it. But then I realized that a lot of my plate and I, look, I could only get to the first two episodes. But I think that's kind of better, letting it sink in more. Yeah, yeah. Of rushing it because it's a heavy show. Yeah, really heavy. Uh, There's a deal, lot to digest. Yeah, it deals with a lot of yeah. different topics, a lot of different mm-hmm. things that yeah. are going on. The, the I love the whole whole idea of um, sleeves. Yeah, I, that's an interesting one. I had no idea that was even a thing. So when I see the promotional stuff, I, I just assumed it was a dystopian future right. type movie, and like he was just some um, gunslinging cop, and you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's trying to be a completely it. different thing. Yeah, which is good. 
Um, definitely slower paced in the first episode, at least. Yeah. Um, which a lot of series tend. There's to a do. lot of setup too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you the, explain uh, sleeves and all that. The effects are beautiful. Yeah, especially for a it looks TV really show. Good. Yeah, it looks really. It good. It looks really good. Like I mean, usually in TV shows like this, like you can. It looks great in movement, and then mm-hmm. sometimes when you slow down frames or pause it, you're like, that doesn't yeah. look so good. Gotcha. But you're like, like, so, like, listen, I love The Flash, the show. But like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but it's, like, a little, uh, it's, yeah. it's a little cheaper to make. Yeah. 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 But, but it's, it, listen, the, the, the aesthetic was great. Yeah. I, I think so, too. Maybe truly maybe was. the cars, like the flying cars, mm-hmm. maybe they were a little bit like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, let's, let's see. I mean, they're, and they're clearly yeah. CGI. Yeah. But, and, maybe but the they, nightclubs and stuff. Oh, man. Like the yeah. production design there. Yeah, all the, all the technology, f- it's it's movie quality. Mm-hmm. It, it almost reminds me of uh, those final scenes. Sometimes when you look at the city of Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just like as far as like quality and kind of right. there are a few yeah. shots that kind of had that. I don't know, man. Look. I had no idea about this whole series, but they definitely yeah. took their time with it. And yeah. Just from the first two episodes, I can and tell. I think it's important with stuff like cyberpunk is the worlds have mm-hmm. to feel very lived in. Right. Right. And I don't. I believe you two haven't seen the Blade Runner movies. I don't think you have. No. Seen that. No. no. Um, but That's, speaking of Cardinal Sins. Yeah. Yeah. But, but true. Going with that is one of my favorite things about the original Blade Runner is mm-hmm. that it takes place like way in the future mm-hmm. but it looks like this could be the future right. and it's like oh look it like not everything's like white and glowing yeah like, you know what i mean like people yeah. would be having yeah, differences yeah. you know what i'm saying like everything's still trashy and like but mm-hmm. yeah there's like way advanced technology but it's not like the whole world got remade you know right exactly like irobot or something yeah and yeah especially, <laughs> right. and especially as and we're gonna keep this a spoiler free discussion right right but uh, especially as you learn in those first three episodes kind of the history right of what that world is is you go yeah if that much time went down with those events it could look like it was a big time jump too yeah it was yeah not i mean again no spoilers but like that's like two centuries worth of time jump and i was like whoa yeah like they woke him up and he's like how long has it been i was like probably like 10 years and he was like 200 years well yeah threw me a curveball there (laughs) (laughs) um have you looked up anything of like who's involved with the show or anything no i don't know the showrunner please tell me is the Woman who wrote Shutter Island. Wow. And was okay. executive producer on James Cameron's Avatar. Oh, wow. Mm. So it really shows in the quality. Once I av- can, yeah. Yeah. Now that you've told me 15, that. 15, 20 minutes into the first episode, I go, who's responsible for this? <laughs> I look that up yeah. and I go, oh, we're dealing with a heavyweight here. <sighs> that, brought oh, me, wow. that, that brings up the Owen Wilson in me. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Me and my girlfriend do that to each other back oh, and forth all the time. Oh, is it like a kinky thing? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's an interesting premise, and I think it's, from what we can tell from the first couple episodes, it's well executed. Yeah. I think... Uh, it has me by the hook. I'm going to keep watching it. I I'm going to, to keep watching it. Yeah, watching it sold it. me. Yeah. I'm interesting how it plays out in that it's one of those shows that comes out every now and then that's very edgy and provocative. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely yeah. way more gratuitous than I thought. It's it was real more, gratuitous. It's yes. really gratuitous. It's really, I did not expect that yeah. at all. Yeah. And so, I think gratuity is something that... If you do it right, it works. And if you yeah, do it wrong, like it per, looks right. like trashy. You're depicting the the sort of slums. You're depicting yeah, these very right. the dirty entertainment right. district yeah. in this dystopian future. Right. So mm-hmm. no, I know. Yeah, so like, you if do, you do it wrong, it looks trashy. But if you do it right, right. it lends it the story. And there are times where it's like, hey, it's showing the either where this character's at mm-hmm. or the intensity of the culture they're in and the place they're at. And then there are times where you go, is there a shot without nipples in it? Right. And so it, there is an interesting balance that mm-hmm. I'm curious as it goes on, if it'll continue well, in that 
provocative for the right. f- sake of well, provocation or yeah yeah just okay so i'm gonna go into like a little bit of spoiler territory not like a huge amount but like so this guy walks in he's just completely naked right mm-hmm. yeah and he walks in and i was like no it's not necessary and then i realized that everyone's in someone else's skin pretty much like they're all yeah. wearing sleeves they don't care about yeah. what they look like so i was right. like oh that lends to the story a little bit like he mm-hmm. walks in and i was like so because if someone walks in naked i'm like okay so obviously someone filmed that for a reason right and then like oh he doesn't care So, yeah, and I think Mm. that's a lot of it is it's showing how people view bodies. Right, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. so there is a lot of it that's very intentional. Mm -hmm. It's just sometimes it comes across as provocative for the sake of provocation. Mm. Okay, guys. But, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, (laughs) Have you seen the, it was a Bruce Willis movie. I think it was probably kind of a flop called Surrogate. (laughs) Called Surrogate? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. I think that similar, was a bit of a flop. Similar but. premise to the sleeves. Mm. It's basically where... I can see that. Were they artificial bodies? They or? were... Yeah, they were artificial bodies that were probably... I think they were organic. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. That people... Almost like a VR thing, they would project themselves into this other body. Okay. Yeah. So, so the person like the person and their real bodies, like you and me, mm. would be sitting in the VR chair. Yeah. Uh, or like laying in bed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. yeah. So this one takes it just a step further, and you're actually in somebody else. Yeah, your consciousness, your consciousness is in the, in the right, disc. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, I know, but the show definitely has it. I'm yeah. definitely interested to keep watching it yeah. as it unfolds. Yeah, I sure. found out it's based on a uh, book trilogy. I heard about that, and yeah, then it took by, forever to make that. Indeed. By Richard uh, Morganock. Okay. Uh, so the first one's Altered Carbon, the second one Broken Angels, and then Woken Furies is the third, the Takashi Kovac series. Okay. Um, which I heard that he, with Netflix then picking this up, it kind of sparked in him... Like, maybe I'll start writing more of these. How about uh, that? Kind of got the inspiration back for him. Yeah, I really like... It was a really good representation of cyberpunk. I think mm. it's a an era... That's going to be a, a thing that's going we're going to be seeing more of. We're going to be seeing yeah. a lot more of the cyberpunk thing Mute, from now on. All that stuff. So, yeah. Great show. Great show. Yeah. Great show. We, we'd recommend it. Yeah. I recommend Low it. Gratuitous. Low Gratuitous. Low Gratuitous. Uh, a little edgy, but... Not for kids. Yeah, no, not for kids. No, but not for kids. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good show. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I found a couple interesting things. Jordan uh, Vote Roberts. He's the uh, Vout Roberts. It's V O G T. <laughs> I pronounced that wrong, but he directed Kong Skull Island. Okay. Oh, I know exactly who he is. Yeah. 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 Uh, giant beard. Yeah. 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 Beautiful face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I saw he tweeted recently. He said, uh, I want to direct a Marvel movie that features no superheroes. It would be an absurdist dramedy that follows a group of random humans that deal with magic and aliens exist. And I thought, that's an interesting an interesting idea. Uh, it's kind of like the DC show Powerless to an extent. Yeah. Um, like in premise. Right. No, what's that one about? I don't know it, what Powerless is. Uh, anyway, going on the next thing. Yeah, oh, on. Okay, okay. Yeah. Moving. Not worth, not worth no, no. diving into. It, 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 but that got me thinking because yeah. I think of how it's kind of one step away from the extended Marvel Cinematic Universe in the mm-hmm. Netflix series. Right, yeah. Talking mm-hmm. about Netflix series, kind of shows more of the civilians yeah, it in, definitely, definitely. in there. And the a lot of the heroes in there, like most of Jessica Jones doesn't mm-hmm. involve her having powers, powers. and stuff like right. that. Daredevil doesn't necessarily have superpowers. Right. So what are some franchises that you would like to see sequels from. Okay, I, I have one. Okay. okay. I really liked The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, From oh. like 2010, 2011. Yes. Daniel Craig and what's her name? Mm-hmm. I, I loved that yeah. movie. And and from what I'm told, 
everyone was on board for a sequel. Dave everyone who acted in that. Yeah. And the book, the director. There's a trilogy, trilogy, right? It's a trilogy? Yeah, it's a trilogy. I think they have like four or five now, but gotcha. the original story from the original author is a trilogy. Gotcha. Um, and everyone was on board for the sequel, and it just died mm-hmm. in pre-production. Right. Like really? the studio didn't, yeah, they weren't crazy Honestly. about it. And wow. it did really well. It sold well. Yeah. yeah. It, critically acclaimed. It critically acclaimed and just died. Interesting. The sequel died. Huh. So that's really interesting. So I think there are some movies. So a perfect example of what I don't want to see a sequel to would be Drive. Yeah, leave. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I say leave it but alone. But moves like movies like Baby Driver, I would be very interested to see where that would go. Mm. You know the character of um, Griff, I believe his name is at the beginning, John Bernthal's character. At the beginning of the movie, he's in that one heist and then he's gone. He's like, if you don't see me yeah, again, yeah. I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. Villain for the next movie. Couldn't you imagine? Oh. Could you not imagine that? So, like, I think maybe Driver, like, and even Edgar Wright has expressed um, interest in doing another one. Yeah. But I think that'd be perfect, just two parts and you're done. Kind of like yeah. Kill Bill. I'm like, it does, there's no reason right. to be a trilogy. Yeah, and as we figured out pretty early on, there's not many duologies out there. No, not many. Mm. No. I'm really excited for some of the sequels that are coming out. We have Infinity War. Oh, that oh. We're, what, four mm-hmm. weeks away? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Oh, we're see, four I still weeks have to see Homecoming. I still yes. have to see Black Panther. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I know, I know. Black Panther is a thing of its own. Man. Yeah. And as I've expressed, is I'm really interested to see how they take some of the characters that normally wouldn't be up to the task of fighting a world-destroying individual and yeah. <laughs> having them in the fight. That's going to be interesting. I'm also interested to see how they develop. Uh, I know Chris Hemsworth was talking to the producers of that about how Thor has changed since Thor Ragnarok. Right, and he's talking about uh, yeah, I know what you're talking and about. and you wanting to have the right version of that. So that'll be interesting to see. And then we see Cap look, has a beard, like he looks weird. Like mm. All the characters mm. they growing grown, yeah. and becoming these new phases of that. So it's interesting to have such an epic thing like this. How they handle a culmination the of characters. everything that's come, and that's one of my favorite mm. things about seeing movies like this. Um, whether it's Star Wars or it's Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. or just big, you know, staple franchise James Bond. Mm-hmm. You know, James Bond is a little different. Oh, yeah. different actors. Yeah. But like, I'm saying, like, because you feel, even though Lord of the Rings doesn't have a span across like what 18 19 20 movies like marvel yeah. does it it's a the third one you feel everything you feel the yeah emotion. there's a lot of weight behind this samwise yeah. mm-hmm. gamji carrying frodo up the hill mm-hmm. moments like that yeah. are why i love movies so much yeah yeah so like in marvel like you watch the first avenger you watch even winter soldier and like wow cap has changed so much yeah in a good way like that's good character development like you mm-hmm. watch avengers and you know his role he doesn't have much to do in the Avengers than right. just be a man at a time. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. they can explore that more in Winter Soldier and then especially Civil War. And like, so now here he is b- after fighting underground so many years later in Infinity War and he resurfaces and there's been nothing in the promotions or trailers about him and Tony meeting each other again. So I yeah. just can't wait to see them on screen in- together. Yeah. I don't know, man. I can't wait to see Rocket Raccoon in- interact with anybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's one of the things I'm most excited about with is to Thor? see Guardian like, of the what? Galaxy. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's going to be, since Ragnarok, right. I think that's going to be the easiest way to bridge. Right. That. Oh, for sure. And I think it's going to be also one of the most satisfying is to see the Thor taken in the new direction that he's been in Ragnarok. I highly recommend the movie to anyone. So good. Ragnarok was so good. And then It's like seeing a soft that reboot. Pair, yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> and again, like we've talked about before about how instead of remaking some movies that have mm-hmm. just been so great and solidifying mm-hmm. them is continuing on that universe. Try something um, new. The way that they're doing with the Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, 
it's just it's been great to see how Marvel's handled this right. really well so far. Thor Ragnarok was super smart too because you have other than Guardians, which is some zany cosmic like this is the cosmic yeah. Marvel universe, and then the other cosmic stuff you've seen was. You know, end of the first Avengers, Iron Man goes into space and sees that spaceship. And then you have um, Thor 1 and 2. You get to see some other realms and stuff. But nothing as zany as, you know, the Guardians of the world. So, like, let's say Thor Ragnarok didn't come out and then they meet. I feel like there'd be a huge tonal clash. And you'd be like, what? You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a good point. So Mm -hmm. then when Ragnarok came out and they're kind of like, oh, look it. Thor's going to Sakaar. So, yeah, a little... So now there is a bridge. So now Thor, like, even when there's that scene where... um, uh, Val- Valkyrie is talking about something, mm-hmm. something. She's like, yeah, we'll pass through Xandar and that's a Guardian's planet. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and it's right. all one universe. Like, yeah. And you know that, but just those little things are the It's best. been also very interesting how they've taken from starting off the first movies in here, like Iron Man, and how these movies were very grounded in reality as right. far as right. one yeah. step removed. Right. Is there were... Iron Man didn't, wasn't supernatural. Mm. Uh, just a man who made yeah. armor. A billionaire. You know, so Hulk, yeah. <laughs> Hulk, Captain America, those were... Science-based. Like, yeah, they, it was yeah. scientifically grounded right. to a point. And then you have Thor was the one that made it a bit out there. But Wild it, card, yeah. But it, when he came to Earth, it was very... And he was stripped of power and stuff like that, so it mm. was very grounded. And then... With Avengers having more of a interstellar enemy, yeah, yeah. and then moving that on with the next phase is mm-hmm. oh now there's aliens, and then you have Guardians, Doctor Strange, yeah, having yeah. Doctor Strange. <laughs> I think part of it was setting Guardians of the Galaxy out there as an independent sort of thing where it didn't connect mm-hmm. at the time, yeah, to and, any of the existing yeah. universe, uh, Infinity Stones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But having it not really co- connecting to the rest of the universe it was sort of like setting a a goalpost or a finish line for right. let's get the rest of the universe up here. Right. And so it gave a bit of familiarity for where they're headed towards. And they still paced themselves yeah, right. to that exactly. point too. Yeah. I really assumed that Guardians 2 was going to have some big connection to Infinity War or something because, you know, Thanos in space. So like yeah. I was thinking, oh, right. they're going to connect to it somehow. But mm-hmm. Guardians 2 was even more standalone than 1 because there was no Thanos, there was no Infinity yeah. Stones. So yeah. like, that, that's really interesting. Um, There's just a... Father and son bonding. Bonding. Bond James yes. Bonding. James Bonding. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Daniel's silence. He's just I won't reward that. I'm oh. contemplating. <laughs> I think because of terrible jokes, we should wrap this up. I, Let's do it. I agree. Like like a nice Christmas present. I right, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I'm gonna ask a question of the week this week. Please do it. On the topic of sequels. Alright. Next week, let's talk about what are sequels that were better than the original? Ooh, that's a I'm good, ready, that's a good one. I like that I like question. That one. Thank you. So we're yes. going to talk about that next week. I'm hot for that question. I am a bit warm. Okay. So yeah. lukewarm? Lukewarm. Luke. I'm somewhere in the middle of that. Daniel warm. Yeah, Daniel warm. Okay. All right. uh, Daniel warm doesn't sound right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Our Presentation. We'll keep you up to date on our show. If you like this podcast, give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. Until next time, this has been our featured presentation.